live on Facebook. And here we go. And uh, actually, we talked Jaguar last show, but we forgot to talk about the Jaguar. Oh, yes, a boat. Yeah, so go for nice. it. Get, what is let's, up? Let's go for that. You want me to start with that? Yeah, yeah, go for it. You can, you can get rolling now. Shoot, I don't have the, uh, the story in front of me, but I remember it mostly, so I, it should be. You wrote fun. it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I should, I should I have, remember, but you know me, I, right? Yeah, I mean, I should be, okay. I, I, it's, I've seen, I haven't read the whole thing yet, but. <laughs> yeah, oh, and the fire, the Tesla fire, I don't know what it is, but it doesn't look like it's too. The Tesla fire is weird, if you want to talk about the Tesla fire thing too, but, but the I electric. Did actually, so, and actually, you know what, I didn't read Susanna's. Okay. Let's, yeah, it's, it's just All a right, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Yeah, I just want to see if I okay. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Um, and welcome to Clean Technica's Clean Tech Daily News. So um, here we are today. We're going to talk about something that I'm sorry, I'm actually uh, uh, looking at it. But let me introduce you. By the way, Zach, you're here today. Why don't you take over just a little bit while I find my story again? So there's there we go. Uh, Oh, you got it? <laughs> yeah, I got it. Sorry about that. So we were just talking about the, the Jaguar I-Pace. And if you still haven't read it, go and read Steve Henley's um, article. He, uh, he went out there. On, out clean on Clean Technica. On Clean Technica, obviously, by the way. Where else, by the way? So uh, go and read it. it was a, it's a great story. It'll tell you everything that you need to know about the I-Pace. And we just talked about it a little bit before previously. But what we didn't talk about is that Jaguar actually broke a speed record, right? No, nobody heard about that. You know why? Because it was on a boat and it was electric. So, you know, if you think about it, at first I didn't really pay attention to it. But then I thought, hang on a second, Jaguar electric boat. Hang on a second. So really it was, it was, it was a double take. I'm like, what, 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 what? So basically what it is is that Jaguar Vectoring is a, you know, there's a little speed boats the guy, where the guy sits inside and eventually sometimes they flip. Uh, really fast boats. So this guy has been racing the uh, uh, same kind of boat, but with electricity. It's sponsored by Jaguar, or Jaguar puts a lot into it. They also race the normal boats with a regular, you know, Jaguar engine inside. But anyway, this guy's been doing a lot of uh, a lot of racing on his own. He reminds me a hell of a lot. Um, uh, 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 oh gosh, I'm I'm drawing a blank. But uh, you know, the electric uh, Lola in England, uh, Lord. Ah, it'll come back to me anyway. So same idea again. But he, say what? Uh, Drayson, Lord Drayson. Thank you. Drayson Racing Technologies. Bingo. <laughs> great interview, by the way. I had such a great time. With it. But it was, it was so basically he broke the re world record uh, about a year ago. It was something about 77 miles per hour. He put in an extra 10 miles an hour. He went over 88 miles per hour. And I thought, you know what, this is good news. This is the kind of news where we've been talking about everything that has wheels. We talk a lot about everything that flies, uh, even trains. But boats, we don't really talk that much about anymore. So this is actually very, very good news. Well, speed records are always fun. I, I saw it and was like, oh, a speed record, an electric boat, cool. I've never been much, much into racing, these kind of, you know, car racing, boat racing. Um, and we actually, we have a speed boat, speed boat race in Sarasota, Florida, where I'm from. It's a huge popular thing and we've always avoided it. But it's, uh, <laughs> but it is sort of, it's, it's fun to see the boat just zipping along. Um, but uh, the thing that keeps coming to mind for me is that the racing fans always emphasize how the R&D goes into commercial vehicles eventually. And so the thing that comes to my mind is, well, what the heck is Jaguar doing? <laughs> you know, like, what are they doing with electric boat? Like, what's, what are they testing? What are they developing? What, what's their game here with this electric speedboat? And how does that feed into their electrification strategy that we were talking about 
uh, a minute ago or yesterday if you're reading technical articles. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I mean, I imagine they're they're really working on on being leaders in, in electrification. So I think I think that's a that looks like another positive, cool sign from Jaguar. And um, another reason that I would consider that they will grow market share and and look to look to be leaders in the new 21st century transport era. Uh, yeah. And anything, anything else on the boating? The, the, or should we jump to zero, another form of... Like yeah, no, no. The, the only thing I was going to add to it, and I was just... I'm, I'm, you know, today I'm drawing blanks with names. Well, I often do that, but nobody's supposed to know that. Anyway, but um, Jaguar is actually interesting because you know who's really spearheading that. It's... Uh, oh, Andy Palmer. Thank you. I finally got it. Andy Palmer, who was where before with Nissan working very closely with Carlos Ghosn. And he went over to Jaguar, which at the time, I, I remember thinking, he's going where? Because this guy is the EV guy, right? And so he goes to Jaguar, which, of course, wow, so they're working on something. You know, five years down the road, they have something. So it's very interesting to see what, what they're doing. It's not that different from what Nissan is doing. And uh, I think Yeah, I mean, great. there's been hints at the company for a while that they, they were looking to, to leapfrog, uh, you know, yes. other com companies a bit and, you know, follow Tesla's lead more or less. But um, True. Let's shed two wheels. It's always so hard to know, you know, how much. Uh, it's always so hard to, to know what's yeah. going on behind the scenes and, and what that will lead to. Even if people try hard, they might not get have the right solutions. But we'll see. Uh, but yeah, zero. So another, you know, motorcycles. We have luckily uh, ah. Pinky Racer or Susanna Schick on our team, and she's been uh, riding. She's had a zero electric motorcycle since 2013, I think, and has raced yeah. motorcycles. And she's a, a motorcycle. Like she's a two wheel an expert on two wheels of all kinds, but she's really uh, awesome on electric motorcycles, of course, which is cool for us. And um, she had two stories this weekend that just blew up. Uh, one was a super short announcement that Zero Motorcycles is launching its own dealerships. So like Tesla, the Tesla model, where it's not gonna sell through motorcycle dealers anymore, but have its own stores. And uh, I found that, really interesting just because you know you think about it being important for the car industry but it you sort of get i mean i i just get the impression that it, they've just decided it's important for their business as well that, that they will sell their motorcycles much better through their own stores um do you have more info on i don't have any anything more on it really than that uh, yeah i mean it's 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 interesting because in many ways because it's it's sort of something we've always been waiting for i mean zero is the you know, ultimately what Tesla will be, you know, when, when they have a full line of cars. And so far, they've been relying on here and there uh, uh, dealerships to sell them. But my, 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 my wonder really here is um, Hollywood Electrics, and actually Susanna knows, you know, that, that whole media very well too. Um, these guys have been, you know, supporting Zero from, from the get-go. So, yeah. so I think using these guys is a great idea. Using your own uh, dealership network is a but great idea. It's going to so be interesting. How, how they balance that one out because that's very tricky, yeah. But what Hollywood Electric's, uh, what's their overall, what's the, the big... Uh, independent. The, I mean, they're, it has they're independent and they sell only, only electric vehicles? Uh, electric two-wheelers. I mean, they even have scooters. <clears throat> so, so Harlan is a, is a great guy. He goes out and races his own bikes with everybody. You know, he's got a good following and everything. He's been but a great spokesperson. And this first zero store will be in the same region as Hollywood well, Electric, or they're just, or or is it like uh, they're gonna they're looking to do stores in other areas beyond? 
And you see, that's the question I have because I don't know exactly. But the first thing that jumps to my mind is, and in, then in the whole LA area, how are you going to work with that? Because you already have a, a, a sort of distribution network, if you wish. So it's going to be interesting. They have to do it. I don't see how else they can do it. But it's going to be interesting working with now. Maybe Harlan will become, you know, the lead distributor. Uh, yeah. Uh, so obviously, that's the first thing that jumps to my mind. But we don't know. We we don't yeah. know. But we'll see. And there's more. Oh, Susanna will be at the launch, and uh, yes. this was just an announcement about the. Yes. <laughs> so it wasn't really much in there, except that they would be doing announcing that they're launching their own service. So Susanna it's, will be there. We'll get a lot more info. And she just upgraded. She she finally. Yes decided to get a new zero so she's got a now 2018 zero uh i forget the model uh what is it it's it's here it, it's, <laughs> i don't I think know it's the ZS she has i'm not sure <laughs> it's uh, you know, what did you say it's the Z i think she I, th I think she has a zs or it, it, it would be that i'm most likely i think it's, it's that yeah the 2018 zero fxs oh the fxs okay so that's fun yeah so she and she has a great long article about it and how it compares to the 2013, which she also loves, yes. and uh, it's really a must-read article if you're interested. In, uh, you know, also, I just want to say really quickly why because it's very important. Because if you look at the the whole history of zero motorcycles, the first few years. I mean, these guys were struggling. The quality wasn't there and everything. It started getting better around 2011, 2012. 2013 is the most important year, I think, so far in their history because I was there also when they did the launch of their new 2010 uh, lineup. And it was a huge reworking, everything down to the motor, the cooling of the motor and everything. It was huge. You know what else I got to do, which was a huge, it was a lot of fun. I got the chief of the motorcycle, you know, police of, of, of Long Beach here to ride on it and to give oh, yeah. me his impression. Do you remember? That was a lot of fun. So that's that. I thought, that I thought you were going to say you got to jump over a pool in a in an electric motorcycle. Dare yeah, I mean, I, that I had curly hair. I no, that makes such a world of difference. And I remember you wrote about this. How much? Uh, so, yeah. So you see, that's and, and that was important. So the 2013 line was very important. In fact, I can tell you that pretty much a lot of people always, you know, like after that tweaked their 2013s and bring it up to 2014, 2015. Uh, so, so, and I know, you know, Susan has done that. I mean, Paul Scott has done that. Almost everybody's done that. So it's exciting to see yeah. now what is, you know, the, the comparison. Is it worth it getting a 2015 and upgrading it? Or is it worth oh, it getting a 2018? We should totally get Paul Scott on a video to talk about this stuff. Uh, and I'm Susanna, glad you mentioned this and because Susanna. I'm working on it. Awesome. And Susanna <laughs> said she would join us for a chat um, Absolutely. In, in, a, in a week or two. Um, Absolutely. And the, the funny, you know, someone at, well, I don't know electric motorcycles, right? So I don't really have much perspective on it. There was another company, I think it's gone now, maybe I'm wrong, Mission, uh, Mission Motors? Uh, Mission Motors, yes, yes, and, yes. And did it fold or it, it folded? Okay, or it so yeah, Mission Motors was truly the, the, the Tesla back then. We thought that's going to be the Tesla motorcycles. It became slowly, so it was supposed to, you know, make the best electric motorcycle around, blah, blah, blah. But eventually it turned into consulting and it's completely, I believe, completely dismantled by now. I know where some of them well, work now. Well, that was, you know, they, they but, sort of, I, they framed themselves or someone framed them as, as the, the Tesla of electric motorcycles. And, yeah. and I don't know motorcycles. And I, and I mentioned something like this to someone who did and they were like, no, 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 zero is the Tesla of electric motorcycles. No, I don't, I disagree. Okay. Well, that's what, it, well, that's what I was told then was that zero actually is better. And uh, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. The I mean, but, uh, but for sure, zero has survived and zero's, oh, yeah. and they've gone through these kind of same kind of uh, growth, uh, growth yes. pains that Tesla has gone through. 
So it's been a, a nice parallel track. Of course, it's getting more competitive with battery prices dropping and, and all of that. That makes their product that much more competitive. But it's really interesting. No. But then someone asked at the Tesla shareholder meeting if Tesla would do motorcycles, like was suggesting it. And I thought, oh, no, don't kill Zero's business. And then, I, and then Elon's, he almost started crying because he responded that he, he got a motorcycle when he was like 19 or something and almost killed himself, almost died on it. And he almost started crying. And, uh, and so he said, so no, Tesla will never do motorcycles. <laughs> so it was like, oh, that's interesting. So I was like, oh, cool. So Zero still is 100%, you know, the sort of the company. Well, there's others. There's energy, energy, energy. And then and oh shoot, I had it. Energica. Energica is an Italian Italian electric motorcycle company that looks really promising. And Susanna's gonna get one of their bikes to review. So yeah. we'll we'll so, have more. So yeah, in, in, indeed. And actually there are lots of I, I the reason why I don't agree that zero is Tesla is because zero is what Tesla will become when it has a full line of, of cars. Zero has a full line of motorcycles. So that's, that's, my, that's the only reason why I say that. In many ways, I think it's closer to you know, a traditional company. But having said that, you're right, there are other motorcycles. If you really want the Tesla of all motorcycles, I, I still think Lightning Motorcycle is the ultimate insanity project. Uh, 216 miles per hour, of course, now it's even more than that. Richard told me nobody had ever held the throttle open for more than a second and a half. Maybe that's the Remats, the Remats. Uh or Remac, however you pronounce it, the Croatian, they're like, you know, you know, Remax. Oh, oh Remax, yeah. And then, so that, could be the, that could be the Remats of electric one, motorcycle. Yeah. yeah, that's the concept <laughs> one. So, 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 so indeed, maybe Energica <laughs> is more the Tesla, but yeah, Energica is more the Tesla. They have the, uh, you know, the all out crazy bike and the, I can ride it in the street, but both of them have the same performance too, if you want. So that, that's, that's, yeah, you're right. Ultimately, you're right. Not that we need a perfect metaphor, but it sort of seems to be a pretty good metaphor. I mean, the industries are growing in, in, in tandem more or less the same kind of way. But uh, so that's all the vehicles. Uh, there's also charging. So we want to talk a little bit about charging again. Um, it's just a fascinating topic because, you know, I, when you think now today about all the, the people who bought 70, 80 mile, 60 mile electric, you know, the first electric cars, the first IBM, the first Nissan Leaf, uh, these are 60, 70, 80 mile cars. And we, we emphasize, hey, that's all you need. But frankly, you had to be really adventurer, really, you know, you had to be prepped to... And, in most cases or have it as a second car or just have a, a short commute and not have a lot of other side trips, you know, then you could, you're like, what am I talking about? <laughs> anyway, I'm saying that, you know, you could live with these cars, but it's, it's not the mass market, you know, and now we've got these 150, 200, 300 mile affordable electric cars. And there's still this, this question of charging. What, what do you need to be prepped for? What do you need to, you know, how do you need to treat it differently? How do you need to prepare it? So we have a, a, a writer, Chris, Boy, Chris Boylan, who, um, who he almost got a Model X a few years ago, decided not to, and then got a Model 3 recently. He had a couple of articles for us about it. One was about the $7,000, I think, dollar damage that, that it had, small dent. And another article he wrote the other day was about a road trip to the middle of nowhere in North New York State from, from New York City. And uh, the charging challenge, you know, a road trip in a Model 3, uh, how practical is it? How easy is it, is it if you really go off the, off the grid? And, uh, I mean, he, he showed, of course, you can do it, and they did fine, but they actually had to go a little out of their way when they discovered they couldn't charge at the cabin because the, the wiring wasn't good enough or something. 
So it sort of showed that still, even with a 300 mile Tesla Model 3 and supercharging, it's still sort of like a, a bottom limit for what some people will want or expect or be able to do with an electric car. So it just emphasizes again that that's sort of the base, you know? And that's why the Model 3 is so mass market because it fits the base at an affordable price or getting almost, it's not really affordable, almost, but you know, you sort of have to, everyone else has to get up there and then grow from, from that base. Right. But uh, do you have any thoughts on this road tripping? In a yeah, I agree. I think, I think what it boils down to is, you know, eventually when the economy starts to favor those who pay taxes, we'll be able to gladly, uh, you know, pay 40, $50,000 for cars and that'll be the new norm. So, but anyway, I'm not saying it's too expensive or not expensive, but you're right. I think 300 miles, is the limit where, where we can actually not have to worry about charging every day, not every two days or even three days, but it also is that magical number where we think I can actually get to the canyons and go camping right here. And that's a great feeling. And you're right, the good news is, you know, 10 years ago, my gosh, 10 years ago, you know what we had? We had Recargo and it showed friends, people willing to open up their 110 sorry, 120, because I know I had somebody say, oh, God forbid, you don't say 110 anymore, you say 120, whatever, you know, but willing to give you the plug so that you could just drive around and plug in at a neighbor's house. So, wow, it, it's much better now, but it's, yeah, it still will require some, uh, some getting used to. And you know what? Didn't you, didn't you say that ChargePoint came out, what, what ChargePoint came out of what, no, it was Colum. So, so I think yeah. I think that you were in this room or something oh, with the idea for ChargePoint. Yeah, circa 2008, 2009, San Jose, 2007, maybe? I don't even remember. Um, yeah, San Jose in a, in a basement uh, of this building uh, and seeing, you know, yeah, Coulomb Technologies working on the very first, you know, charging uh, 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 systems, you know, the ones that you see everywhere now. But yeah, where it is now, uh, which gave birth to PlugShare, which, of course, at the time we had Recargo and another app, I can't remember, but anyway, they, they got together. Now we have an, a fantastic system. I mean, you can drive I mean, an electric car. It's amazing the, force, the foresight companies had back uh, 10 plus years ago and how they've enabled so much of the electric car growth, but where there's still so much to do. And I mean, you see even with, with Tesla, they've got 10,000 now supercharging points but they're still quickly, rapidly expanding because they know they need a lot more. And this was a case where, you know, he went to the cabin and they discovered they had to go to a supercharger. So they had to go like a, spend an hour or, or two out of uh, maybe a few hours even out of their uh, weekends yes. or their free weekend to go char supercharge. So even that is, show and, but there were, there are like three nearby superchargers planned. So you can right. see, you know, Tesla's still filling in. Everyone else has to still fill in. And uh, no. another story regarding charging is uh, filling in for home charging because home charging is great if you have a home and a garage, but if you have a parking garage, you're in an apartment building, you don't have your own car, you need something else. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about Easy Charge Me, which is, and, and it's awesome LiviAmp, uh, LiviAmp technology. Yeah, I, I, I want to segue into that because I, I'm all over that. That's really amazing. Just very quickly, we used to live in the city too, in New York City too, and we used to do weekend getaways. Back then, there were no electric cars. But um, what, what he describes in the story is no different than what we went through because we would kind of go wherever. We didn't plan, but we went wherever, and we did have to go out of our way to get gas and to get you know hotels and things like that. So 
Yeah, it, to me, it sounds like, okay, so it's just another modern problem that we've had before. Plenty of solutions, but indeed, the, the infrastructure needs to get there. And what's your thought on that market? You know, we, we've emphasized so many times, I've written long articles about how, you know, 95% of, of days you only drive 40 miles or less. Yeah. Or uh, 99% or something. It's like crazy that the, the, the times that we need really long range are so limited that it seems like you don't need a 300 or 250 or 150 mile electric car but there's always these there's these these infrequent but really common long distance trips what what do you think as far as what's really needed on the mass market uh as far as range and charging uh well i think i think what's needed is a complete business model overall i mean the numbers are in nobody's really buying as much as possible everybody's having a hard time selling their cars and they get exciting they're fantastic and everything but there's also another problem affordability doesn't really work in the favor of everything. So yeah, I mean, ideally on paper, uh, minimum 300 miles, obviously, you know, sits four to five people. I mean, the Model 3 really pretty much answers it really well. If you look at it on paper, it's, it's a great car. Is it going to be the one that, 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 that opens up all the doors? Most likely. I mean, it definitely has all the chances. It stands all the chances to do that. But, um, but then you, you also know, have Nissan, Nissan saying, hey, I think we're at the range we need. We want to go cheaper. Yes. So yeah. is it, is yeah. it, I mean, the market is wide, but well, do you think this 150 mile electric leaves with, um, you know, 20,000 or 25,000 yeah. price point? I think, you think that's, I think, I think it's a very smart move on, on Nissan's, uh, uh, a part. I mean, think about it. It's no different than the computer war that we had. I, I, I've been fortunate enough to have gone, you know, from the 33 megahertz to what we have now. And it was always the same thing until you finally reached the point where, you know, 3.8, 4.2, that's really as far as you can go. But hey, let's talk about the real bottlenecks. What about the bus speed? What about the, those are the real problems. And I think we're, we're, we're starting to see it in the same way. We'll always have Tesla. We'll always have Porsche. We'll always have Jaguar. We'll always have Nissan. And Nissan's taking care of something, you know, that, I mean, look around you, around me. I hear people who say, I want an affordable car I can drive every day. 150 miles? What? Check. $20,000? Check. That's, that's it. That's it. Now, if you have, if you want a bigger sedan that, you know, whatever, then the model three is going to be a great car. Of course. I mean, it seems like that, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's, it, I mean, for me, I think, I think Nis what Nissan is doing is brilliant. And I think it's, it's, we should talk even more about it because that's really where, where most of the people I see personally, that's where they gravitate. All of us want a Tesla, of course. I mean, I, I want a Ferrari and a Maserati also, but you know, push comes to shove. Right now, well, I, I, with my finances, I would go uh, for the Nissan because it does more than 99% of everything I need. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think it's gonna be, a, well, the market won't be one, one model. That's why we need Jaguar and Nissan, <laughs> everyone to do their thing. So everybody has the- The, the more the merrier, yes. Uh, but the charge, I think the charging is critical because you need, you need some, you know, some degree of super fast charging for those trips that pe so many people take. You also need home charging and workplace charging. And if that means, you know, there's a huge portion of the population needs it in a garage or somewhere. And so I love this easy charge me levy amp solution because it's for the garage. It's from the, it attaches to the ceiling and then hangs down and you can rotate the thing all around the car. So you don't have to worry about the station being right in the right spot, which is actually quite a big problem for a lot of electric car drivers. It's like you have to get the car, you have to have the car uh, be able to reach the station and it's pretty nervous. 
even this problem like at station after station. So this is cool because it's easy to rotate around this, the parking space. The, the cord then comes down, you pull it down and plug in. And um, it's freaking awesome because it has a, a camera so you can, you can see if someone's in the spot. It has uh, the uh, projector so you can project like light, lighting on the spot that says reserved for Nicholas Art or reserved for Elon Musk or reserved for uh, clean tech uh, readers or something like this. And so you have this great option to really highlight the spot that it's EV charging, to reserve it, to watch it with a camera. Uh, and it's just, it's the best um, solution I've seen for parking, for, well, for any EV charging, but for EV charging in a garage, especially. So they've done awesome work. He, he, um, he launched the company a few, few years ago in Germany, uh, even though he's uh, Ukrainian and was living in Czech before that. But uh, awesome guy and uh, now they're really they're trying to scale up they've got patents they've got uh, they've got uh, some proof you know proof of concept models and all that we've got a handful of models out to customers but they need to scale up and to scale up requires big investment so they're looking for for investors and uh, I I think it's like please do it because we need this so badly wow yeah I you know I I, I look at it and it's like Perfect, 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 perfect. Well, this is like the perfect ideal solution. And in fact, it, it really makes me think, why do we ever put the charging stations here and the cables hanging down when you go at a dentist's office, you go at any good IT office, everything hangs down, you know? Yeah, that's click, bump, done deal. I, I love it. It makes perfect sense. The, 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 the oh gosh, I'm sorry, but, but you know, the projector. Parking, I mean, yeah, the projector with the lighting. Yeah it makes such perfect sense. It's one of those things, you know, honestly, I almost hate those stories because I'm like, I know. I know. Why didn't I think of that? It's such a no, I mean, come on. Like this thing solves like five problems. Why, did, why is it, why haven't I ever seen this? Why did I not think of this? So uh, yeah. just hoping no they sense. get the money they need to, to scale up and make it, make it a mass market. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, no, I want to interrupt really quickly. The, the other thing too, that jumped at me was 22 kilowatt. Ah, now you're talking. This uh, is good. Europe, you know. So Europe, yeah. 22 kilowatt is like level two charging. And yeah, I, it's I'm really, charging. yeah, I'm really nervous and upset that I'm going Ooh. to the U.S. where where six kilowatt or whatever is is level two charging because I'm like, you know, 22 should be the sort of the. Oh minimum well, kind of thing. I would say, and very important. I was going to show you. I have a because I I have stuff from Europe too. I have a transformer. Oh no, it's in the garage now. I just I blew my stereo and one of my stereos. But yeah, I have a transformer, big one, a big heavy one, step down and uh, yeah. step up in this case. But yeah, yeah, you're going to need it. But I mean, and, we think of like 22 as like level two charging here and 25 is often considered fast charging in the US. So it's really like, it's like, yeah. a, I, I think oh, yeah. the US market needs to really, really grow its uh, expectations a little quicker. But uh, I have to run now, yes. ready for our flight to Florida. Check in uh, whenever for to get your next electric, uh, get your electric fix. Watch the next show. Well, Nicholas might be chatting with some other people to uh, while while we try to get ourselves settled in Florida. But we'll, we'll see. Uh, thank yeah, you. Well, yeah. Uh, goodbye, everyone. We'll we'll see you very soon. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I, we're know, so <laughs> I wasn't sure we were there. Not anyway. Yeah, anyway, we'll be back very soon. We'll try to keep you going. And uh, Zach, have a super safe flight, and we'll see you when you get back here. Thank you, sir. Hold, hold on to the or keep. What are you? I my memory is fried. Oh, I know. You know uh, what? We're multitaskers. Uh, I have no yeah. idea where we are right now. 
the uh, hold on to the fort or whatever. Keep the fort. What is the fort phrase? Oh, uh, keep the fort. Oh, so gosh darn it. I know. <laughs> keep the fort going. Okay, well, anyway, we'll. we'll okay, anyway, cheers. We'll do it. We'll do whatever it is that you want us to do that you can't say because I can't even remember either. <laughs> yes, of course, we will do it. I can't do one like of that for Please stop okay. now, please. Okay.